This is The Upper Room with Joe Kelly on WVOF 88.5 in Fairfield, Connecticut. And this next gentleman, he has been through a lot through the past year, physically and I'm sure emotionally. And he's getting together for a great event at the famous First Avenue. He's one of the guys who helped make that venue famous out in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. He's got a big show coming up this Sunday. And uh, we welcome drummer and producer, musical icon, Mr. Bobby Z. Rifkin. How you doing, Bobby? Yeah, how you doing, Joe? How's it going today? Uh, we're doing great, and uh, I, I hope your health's great after what we heard and what you've been through the past year. So, how, how you feeling today? You know, you know, I'm feeling really good. They uh, they were able to do some uh, miraculous things. They uh, they were able to open three uh, clogged arteries. Two were really pretty clogged up in the beginning, and then um, had complications. Just uh, with all kinds of uh, heart rate troubles and all kinds of issues that really just kind of made it very difficult. But, you know, they stabilized me and were able to get me um, off out of the ICU, and I was able to transfer down to the University of Minnesota where they did the third stent routine and got out of there. I was there, uh, actually got out of the hospital uh, one year ago yesterday. I got out. So, so, so were there any... Signs prior to this happening to you? Uh, anything uh, that let you know? Well, you know, that, that's what the most important message here is that we're trying to get out, is that everybody's heart attack or heart situation is is unique, just mm-hmm. as unique as uh, uh, each person is. And uh, mine started as a, kind of a, a pain in the neck, if you will. And they thought, well, I was a drummer all those years. And as it turned out, it really centered um, down the... The arms and into the into the elbows, if you can believe that, and then the elbows became uh, inflamed, and and you just don't think that that's a heart attack. You 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 just assume that oh, it's just something pinched nerve or something else. And so I went to the doctor and I went to the chiropractor, but that was on Thursday. And by Sunday night, I was on the table, and they were ready to cut me open. So. Wow. You have to pay attention to these warning signs that uh, can be very elusive, and um, and get yourself checked out as fast as possible. Especially guys, you know, we have a tendency to poo-poo everything, and you know, I'll be fine. And I'm, I was certainly one of those guys. I never imagined all three of my major arteries would be blocked, including uh, blocked, including the, the Widowmaker at ninety-seven percent, which is there you go. Now getting back on the kit and playing drums and getting your stamina back. Uh, take us the process with that and, and, you know, before this big show coming up on Sunday night. You know, it. Uh, I guess I, it was a big deal to me because there was a moment uh, when I got during recovery where I didn't know if I could play the drums again. And uh, that was a, a scarier thought than I ever imagined. So when it became apparent that I was going to regain some of the full strength i was just intubated and been kind of uh crushed from my own body weight if you will i just i you know been kind of in a medically induced coma for a couple of days and did some some shoulder you know stuff and i didn't know and as i the rebuilt strength and i started to play I, I i got really excited about playing again and uh decided to do something and um something led to something bigger and it was like well you know these fans from all over the world were, were so 
positive and, and help me and, and yeah, what can I do? And so I said, well, well, put on a show. And I said, well, what kind of show can I put on? And it's like, well, you know, I'll try to get Prince and Revolution, but you know, obviously that's a pretty big deal. And, uh, so I called the girls and we got the revolution together and, uh, we're going to add Dez to it. So it's going to be the true version of the Revo- revolution. It's kind of the early version and the, Right. The movie version, and we're gonna do it up. So, uh, so have uh, Wendy and Bo- uh, excuse me, Wendy and Des figured out how they're gonna divvy up the solos. Well, I, I'm sure they're working on that now, uh, but uh, I'm sure it's just a, a, certainly a powerful sight on stage. And musically, I can't wait to hear them play together. So, I'm I'm not worried about them trading off. I think they'll have a great time. Uh, together and bobby z rifkin is with us here on the upper room with joe kelly and the, the we'll get the specifics out there it's a uh a, a benefit to celebrate life and uh that is this upcoming sunday night february 19th 8 p.m in minneapolis minnesota at first avenue and uh you know the, it's a benefit for exactly can you give us a the specific info on that yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'm working in conjunction with the uh, American Heart Association, which uh, obviously became friendly with, and uh, they asked me to speak at one of their functions as a survivor, and, uh, and we struck this kind of, uh, maybe we should do something a little bit more pointed at a, at a generation and, uh, and a venue and a situation that may attract more uh, awareness. And so as we did, you know, this is, this is really a good thing to do, and um, and it will. And so in the middle of our show, we'll, we're not going to hit them over the head with too much science, but some really entertaining public service announcements that sum up the uh, the need to, to save a life and to uh, look out for the warning signs. So um, it, it's a good cause just through and through. And as a matter of fact, Joe, I know for a fact we've already saved some lives, which with some of the other promotions I've done for the show, and it's just it's uh, pretty overwhelming when you get these emails. And I took my grandmother in, or I took my mom in. Wow. After I heard what you said, and uh, it really makes you feel uh, uh, good. Isn't the word? It's being. It's uh, like you're really doing something uh, positive in a direction. So it's it's all good. Now the website mypurpleheart.org is where you can get all the information. You can buy tickets and. Uh... Tickets still available, right? But not too many. There's a, right? there's a few left, but you know it's uh, it's midweek. I think they'll be all gone. But so if you want to go, you know it's uh, if you're in the area, come on down. You know Questlove, uh, my friend Questlove is doing the uh, spin in the after party. So oh, right. If you can't come to our main show, you know ten bucks will get you in to see him, and uh, we're gonna go all night there. So it's gonna be a, a quite a special evening for uh, for you know a lot of people that just. Uh, to celebrate life, as it says on a poster. So. Um, our good friend uh, John Blackwell, who, who's been playing drums with Prince currently, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've had him on several times, and, and he has mentioned, made specific mention, how important uh, your drumming with Prince has influenced his own playing. And you know, as far, and I want to ask you about this, you know, because back in the time when you were coming up with Prince and being his first drummer, you know, the mix of a uh, a straight up drum kit with the electronic drums. How difficult was that for you? And and uh, you know mixing and matching and being so crucial to Prince's live sound. Well, I mean we were pioneering for sure, and there was a 
it was a real feeling of uh, well, sometimes as a, as a traditional drummer, there was mixed emotions when you you'd see the robot doing your job. I'm sure it's similar to what uh, auto workers felt when they saw <laughs> robots putting fenders on. Um, you start to you know, but then as time went on, you know, um, we just had so many ideas and Prince had so many great ideas how to interface these into a live element that you were actually able to start hitting these pads and creating these sounds that were coming from the studio and uh, became became quite fun to to assemble these kits. And even the one we're putting together now is uh, is really a great hybrid and really fantastic. It'll be a real treat for the for the drum freaks on uh, some of these Prince records. It's fun. What what was the most challenging uh, Prince song that you guys performed live? You know, to get a grasp of as a drummer. Well, well I mean, there's 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 always intricate parts. Uh, you know, to get uh, to get to get down off the records, there's always you know certainly you you know you're all, using all four limbs all the time. Uh, you know, some of the some of the technology to you know to pull off uh, something like Darling Nikki in a in a real big environment was 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 fun but you know it was challenging and we did it in a, in a kind of a over-the-top way and it was cool you know so i mean it was definitely moments that uh, you had to, to figure out um you know how to decipher some of these technologies but you know it's it's just it was pretty cool that it was we were kind of the first you know what i mean so right it was cool it was cool now now yourself and and the revolution and prince definitely uh uh, made First Avenue the place that it is and, and definitely put some money in their coffers. H- have they dressed up the place and, and or to sell? Oh, have it's, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. And Nate Krantz over there is the manager, uh, friends with the owner, and uh-huh. they, they do an incredible job of keeping that place. Uh, first of all, it's got historical value. It's precious to people now, and, and they've done a great job of keeping it... Uh, it's still one of the best concert club venues uh, in the world, I think. And they, they've done a great job keeping it. And they put a beautiful restaurant connected to it. I mean, it's it's a great place to hang now. So it's really first rate, you know, better than ever, better than ever. Uh, Bobby Z's with us. Uh, before we let you, I know you, you've been busy doing a lot of things in preparation uh, for the show. want to ask you a couple questions about some things you've uh, been doing lately. Um, I caught... A uh, concert clip of of yourself and your sons performing. Uh, mm. Tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on, and that they've uh, gotten into this music. Well, thing. there was uh, uh, there's a guy named Danny Siegel in here who uh, puts together this uh, show called Jubilee on Christmas, and uh, he invites uh, various Hebrews <laughs> and uh-huh. to come down and uh, you know play. And, and so he saw me this year and said, uh, "Do you want to?" Uh, you want to play? And I said, you know, yeah. And then my wife was with me, and she said, yeah, he's going to play with the boys. And I thought, yeah, sure, why not? So um, my three sons play. My son Joyce plays bass. Uh, my two boys, Adam and Sam, play guitar. And then my nephew, Josh, uh, is a seasoned uh, lead singer. He played in a band called The High Five here in, in Minneapolis and uh, did quite well. So we brought him in, and... Um, we're all Rivkins, and so then subsequently the name of the band is Kin, right. A-I-N. And uh, we're going to uh, do something this uh, summer in Minneapolis and launch that. We kind of had our debut, and now we're going to uh, we're gonna, 
we're going to do a set and uh, do some recording. And uh, it's got a real natural feel. It's kind of a raw, kind of a Zeppelin-y something. I don't know. It's, uh, it's good old rock and roll is what it is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Bobby Z's uh, website for the event coming up this Sunday night in uh, Minneapolis, First Avenue, mypurpleheart.org. And, you know, uh, you guys, you know, contrary to a lot of places around the country, Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, they support uh, live music every night of the week. I mean, I remember Greasy Meal was packing in on Sunday nights back well, in the day. So. You know, there's just a lot of talent here, and um, there's a lot of people that believe in live music and support the venues. And uh, a lot of bands that just um, that keep that keep uh, plugging away and touring and traveling and trying to break out of here and uh, it's just a great environment for creativity. I mean, when you think about the spectrum that's come out of here, everybody from, of course, Prince to the, in the same room. You had uh, the replacements and Husker Du and Soul Asylum and you know one building, First Avenue, and pretty powerful stuff that uh, generated from a from a city that's, um, you know, relatively uh, mid-market size. So it's pretty amazing. Now, an- another one of your friends, you were bandmates. Uh, he's actually the first guy I ever interviewed when I got into radio, and this was back in 82 or 83, Andre Simone. Um, mm-hmm. You you jammed with him last year, right? I, I saw you guys were playing yeah, live outside, he came outside, back right? for a Northside Festival, and uh, he, uh, he was hoping out. There was some real serious tornado damage that ripped through North Minneapolis here. It was, uh, it was no joke. I mean, it was just kind of centered. It was just uh, ironically uh, the... The poorest neighborhoods got hit the worst. It was pretty tragic. So he, there was a kind of an awareness up there, and he was headlining. I played a song with him, and uh, he, he's a good guy too. I just want to say, you know, about John Blackwell. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he's one of the best drummers I've ever seen in the world, and you know, he, he's a sweet man too. So it's, uh, it's great to hear those words because it's the feelings mutual. He's an awesome guy. Right. It'd be great, you know, all all the alumni from, from the Paisley Park days, you know. I know it's probably impossible, but if it ever, you know, you guys get together in mass and just jam, that that would be something. I'm sure people. Well, would... we're doing we're doing what we we're doing kind of like that here now. Yeah. I'm just you know I'm concerned. You know, I mean it's it's the movie band is really what kind of what we're trying to do here. We're not uh, we're just giving the people the the the, the movie band that, that that near and dear to their hearts with these you know purple rains on quite a bit, and I oh, think yeah. it creates a culture of. Right. Uh, uh, of the movie, and uh, we just want to give back a little bit of that, so and do some good at the same time. So it's all it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing show Sunday night. This Sunday night, uh, showtime eight o'clock. A bunch of different events before uh, I know the the European contingent who will uh, travel just about anywhere to see you guys and and uh, put their jobs and their and their money. Uh, on hold just to come see. I know, there's, you know, there's people coming from all over the world, and uh, it's really overwhelming. And on uh, Friday night, there's a uh, screening of Purple Rain with a costume contest, and uh, on Saturday night is the official international pre-party that has all these people from South Korea and New Zealand, and the UK, and Belgium, and Holland, and you know, just coming to converge on downtown Minneapolis. Right. And, uh, We've got a we've got a great setup for them and uh, great hospitality with the Seven Ultra Lounge, which is on the same block as First Avenue, so you just can walk down the street and and a lot of hotels in the area. So it's it's it should be quite a great feeling. And yourself and and Matt still making home in uh, the Twin Cities, yeah, Matt which and is I great. Live here, 
and uh, and Mark was uh, in San Francisco now, so and the girls will come from Los Angeles, and Des uh, from Nashville, so we're we're pulling it together too. So, uh, so you know, I know Prince has been supportive, especially um, giving you support in your recovery from from the the terrible mm-hmm. physical things, and uh, you know, re- really, feel if you want to tell me how uh, you know he responded to uh, your illness. Well, he you find out you know quickly who you know, who your friends are in that case. And, you know, he was uh, one of the first calls to my wife, Vicky, and um, for calling the hospital. I mean, he's, um, you know, he's uh, an old friend and a good friend. And, um, you know, you just, it's not about the, you know, I mean, our careers at that point, I mean, it was just about, you know, him caring, and I really appreciated it. And he's certainly, obviously, the biggest benefactor of this whole show, for me and the show by just allowing this all to happen because uh, we're going to save some lives and generate some funds and and do some good and it's still under his flag and uh, this whole thing is just a piece of Prince it's all his uh, his music and uh, he was uh, he was Mozart to our generation and so we're just lucky to be uh, some of the players who executed these works and uh, performed these songs so we're going to do that for these great fans and have a great time and, and he was uh shouting you out during your recovery on tour so i'm sure you got word of that what's that uh he was shouting you out on stage while he was on yeah, tour while yeah. you're recovering yeah yeah it was it was a big impact i mean it certainly caused quite a stir for everybody and it just shows you the the, the power of, of what that did that gave a lot of good positive energy out into the excitement into life and the world and and people brought that to me in my bed in the hospital, and I felt the positive energy. So it was uh, really pretty great that, you know, to have a friend like that do that for you and give you the wings to get out of there. All right, Bobby. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, and, and really happy you are, are doing great and sounding great. And, and uh, just have fun. Say hello to everybody uh, on stage in the revolution, uh, mypurpleheart.org at First Avenue in Minneapolis this Sunday night, and we're going to let you go, but uh, we want to let our audience know that this uh, interview will be aired in its entirety as a, a par- uh, archived podcast at UpperRoomWithJoeKelly.com if you just stepped in and heard a portion of it, also additional music, and we're going to get into uh, a couple tracks right now, and uh, one of my favorite ones that you did, River Run Dry, solo oh, record, which, uh, of course, the family recorded that, and Quickly, um, with with uh, Prince, with that song, it's rare because that was pretty much a Prince project, uh, the family. But uh, your song was utilizing it. How did that come to be? You know, you feel you feel like uh, I mean, he was always open to uh, songwriters. I just you know, songs that had to be good, and uh, I felt that uh, by making the cut on that, that um, you know, I felt that I really achieved a good song. And uh, it was uh, great to be an author and proud of one of the songs on, on that great project. It's you know it was a we really believed in that family project and it was uh, it was a great album. And Claire Fisher of the strings and it was, yeah, um, another it was it was a beautiful piece of music. So I'm very proud of that. Yes, thank you. All right, Bobby Z, River Run Dry, and we'll segue right into uh, Magic Happening. Back in uh, the early 80s at First Avenue, Computer Blue, Prince and the Revolution, and and I'm sure this one may be part of the set uh, Sunday night. Yeah, it might be. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Bobby.